Welcome to the Plant Witch Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? I didn't record my podcast last Thursday. I do it every Thursday, um, and I have for the past few years, year and a half or so. But I couldn't do it. I tried, but no words would come. Nothing was there to be said. All that was there was a fullness of vibration and sound like a humming like a humming silence like the sound of silence if you ever go out on a really dark night where there's no crickets chirping or tree frogs no owls hooting no breeze through the trees no cars on the street and it's just purely silent You know how there's that sound? That's what I was full of last Thursday. And so I just stayed in that sound, the sound of silence. Today, the sun is out and the birds are chirping and there's a weather front coming in and everything is a stir and a flutter And so there are words inside me today. The squirrels are chasing each other in the trees. The cardinals are chirping. The chickadees are squawking. I don't know what the right word is for what chickadees do. Almost like a mechanical sound. (laughs) But life is buoyant and abundant today here in the grove. The solstice is upon us, the winter solstice here in uh, Pennsylvania, the northern hemisphere. In our Druid tradition, the word for it is Alban Arthen, which is Welsh for something like the solstice of the little bear. The little bear could be Arthur, Arthur Pendragon of Arthurian legend. The little bear could be the constellation Ursa Minor, whose presence marks this time of the year in the Northern Hemisphere. But this time is when the sun is at its lowest point in the sky where the nights are the longest and the days are the shortest. And to my ancestors, 
in the farther north latitudes, this would have been a time of deep winter. Here, where we live in south central Pennsylvania, this marks the beginning of our deep winter. It's really not until January and February that we experience true deep cold and snow and ice. We get smatterings of it in November and December, but January and February are the Kalyak times here where I live, the times of deep dreaming. And so in my tradition here, the druidry that I wildcraft on this land where I live, Albin Arthen is the beginning of my hibernation, not the midpoint. So even though the days start to lengthen now, the cold starts to deepen now. And so I'm not feeling the stirring of light. I'm holding that light to go into the deeper dark. So I'm sitting outside today in the sun, drinking the sun, eating the sun, to carry it with me into the cave of winter that stands at my doorstep now. And at the mouth of that cave is the Kalyak, the woman of winter, she who is barren, she who, through her fierce and brutal ways, crafts the landscape, crafts the world. The wind is howling on Skytop today, the nearby mountain directly due north of us. I can hear it echo. The sun is warm here in the south-facing part of the house where I'm sitting, but the wind carries a chill, a chill that promises to deepen over the next week. And by Christmas Day, it will be very cold here. At this time of standing still, of the sun standing still, to be reborn at this time of the solstice of Alban Arthen, the light of the little bear. I feel ready this year. Most years leading up until this one, I've tried to outrun the darkness to keep busy, holiday preparations and gatherings and sales for my business and traveling and keeping up with the latest gifting trends for my younger kids. There's been a artificial energy surge at this time of year, which I am not feeling this year. This year I am full of silence and waiting and expectancy, which I believe is a traditional posture to receive this, this invitation to the dark times, expectancy. And in that expectancy, a trust 
that the light will come again and with it the greening will come again and when the greening comes again our vitality will return our creativity will flow our inspiration will return with the spring winds and the buds on the trees but for this dark time it is a time for dreaming dreaming with the land dreaming with our own bones I have been dreaming of 30 foot tall skeletons walking through the forest and dragging trees behind them the earth is dreaming a nightmare here where I live And I wonder how many places the earth stream is a nightmare. As I walk with this land and listen to this land and dream with this land, it feels like there's an expectancy here too, almost like holding its breath. What will happen next? Where are we going together? Leading up to this time, I've been through a year of chaos and little deaths and so much letting go and facing really hard things that I didn't want to see and I've been actively avoiding seeing for many years. And I've been forced to sit down and look and not just look, but see. And then in my seeing to respond. And I feel like that is the sort of reckoning that we are collectively experiencing now or in the beginnings of experiencing because we have many hundreds of years of history to sit down and look at and in our looking to see and in our seeing to respond. And how will we respond to what we see? In my own life, the reckoning came with consequences, changes that I had to make and I am still making. I had internalized an idea of heroism That if I was just strong enough, just smart enough, just healthy enough, with just enough foresight and a good enough reputation, I could do it all myself. Just pile it on the plate. Yes, I can do it. I can take it on. Yes, I can do that. No problem. That does not work for me. (laughs) And I venture to think it probably doesn't work for most of us. But it is romanticized and glorified. And when we have a day that's brimming with accomplishment, it feels really good. But there are long-term consequences to that. One of which is alienation. Alienation. 
when we teach everyone that we are so capable, we can do it all ourselves, we don't need any help, they believe us. And we are left without a community because we don't have any needs. There are no receptors on us to receive. And that is a high price to pay for the dopamine boost of achievement. A lot of my community has fallen away in the past year because I've stopped overachieving. And people don't know how to be with me unless I'm doing something for them, unless I'm achieving for them. Probably because I surrounded myself with overachievers and we just rode each other's coattails into the horizon. But now that I'm sitting still and looking deeply and feeling things, my community is infinitely smaller. And those who are here sitting with me, looking with me, responding with me, are people who have receptors and for whom I can open my receptors for help too. So in this way, we belong to each other. We don't just edify each other in an endless cycle of praise and posturing, which is what was happening a lot in the circles I was in before. My company these days are mostly my dog, Mac, who you can hear walking around in the background because he cannot rest. (laughs) He just paces and looks for trouble. and the trees and the birds and my children who want less and less of me because I've been with them so much over the years. So the point of our spending a lot of time together is turning. And in this place, there's a lot of expectancy The momentum of the first part of my life has run out. The running and the chasing and the achieving and the networking. Knowing all the right people, knowing just what to say, understanding the dance of power and knowing how to leverage it. All of that has run out for me. I have no more interest in that. Knowing the buzzwords and the hashtags and the trends. Knowing how to drip content. Who to collaborate with. Anytime I try to reach for those tools in my tool bag, I can't do it. 
they aren't there for me anymore. And so I sit here and I look and in my looking I see and in my seeing I respond. There have been vultures looking in my windows the past few mornings, perched in the trees in the grove. One flies over me now while I talk. These are turkey vultures, Cathartes Ara, the golden purifier. They eat, decay, stagnation. They purify what rots and they are circling me. For days I was hearing the message, you are dead already. You are dead already, which might sound morbid, (laughs) but actually felt really liberating to me. If time is nonlinear, but always present in an unfolding now, I am dead already, and so are you. And as my friend said when I was sharing this message with her, in the truth of that, the question is how then will you live? So if we are dead already, how will we live? I told my therapist last week that the skills I wish to hone now, after a life of collecting certificates and training programs and competencies, in healthcare, in herbalism, in Reiki, in yoga, the list is long. (laughs) The competencies I want to gather to myself in this time of my life are play and joy and contentment and recognizing and creating beauty. Every year I choose a word for the year as a theme or a north star. The past few years, the words have been things like right to action, into the deep. This year, the word was unmoored. And around solstice time is when I begin the divination and discernment for the word or phrase for the year that's coming in. And this year, it's feeling like the theme is something around fierce playfulness. Not taking things too seriously. And yet, showing up with fierce presence. Seeing what is before me. And responding. And in my response, offering joy, creative solutions to problems, 
bringing more beauty into the world. The order of bards, ovates, and druids had their winter solstice virtual gathering on Saturday. The recordings are available on their Facebook page and their YouTube channel, and it's free if you want to check it out. At the opening of the event, Imer Burke, who is our archdruid, had invited us to begin the day with a meditation that was a reliving of what our Celtic ancestors would do at Newgrange on the solstice, gathering into the central chamber in the dark, in the silent dark, and waiting for that first ray of light at dawn to penetrate the inner chamber, symbolizing the impregnation of the land with light, the seed of light as it stirs the land and calls forth all the greening, all the life we see here. And to feel that expectant waiting in the dark and to feel the penetrating light and to feel the coming of the greening. In the Druid tradition I practice with the American order of Druids, we talk about the solar current penetrating the earth and the telluric current rising up out of the earth. And when the two are interwoven and called forth by sentience, a lunar current is emanated, which is that that feeling you get at sacred sites, places where prayers have been given, or places in nature that are obviously spiritually charged. We say that those places are charged with lunar current, the balanced marriage of solar and earth energies, places where magic and mystery are just shimmering in the air. That is the energy of the solstice to me. The penetrating sun, the life-giving earth, met, received, accepted, and a new mystery is born. A friend of mine often says, one plus one is three. That is the energy of the solstice, the light in the dark, and the mystery that emerges. The story has been reflected in every culture that I can think of. The return of the light, the rebirth of the sun god at the solstice. Out of the dreaming of the darkness, the God of light returns and promises to continue returning. For me this year, that light is not a neon light. It is not, it is not a fluorescent light or an LED light. It is the soft light of stars or a single candle flame 
for the moon when it is not quite full. Or the hour before sunset. This year, even when I welcome the light to return, I choose to keep the darkness too, because too much light is blinding. And I continue to want to see, and in my seeing to respond, and for my response to be one that is playful and loving and joyful and fiercely present. Blessings on your solstice, wherever you are. If it is your summer solstice, may you bask in the light. If it is your winter solstice, may you find rest in the dreaming. Thank you for joining me.